So you get your notes? The amazing potential of being a son of God. I grew up, uh, got saved, born again in a Baptist church in Terre Haute, Indiana in 1973. And that church was so strong in preaching the gospel that you need to be saved. And so there was, I mean, even all the songs, Just As I Am Without One Plea, I mean, everything was focused on, I'm a sinner, man. And, and we need that, to the, where we come honest with God. I am, you know, God asked Jacob, what's your name? He had to tell God what his name was. Jacob means cheat, swindler, heel grabber. And so it's a really important thing for honesty with God. God really, really appreciates honesty. And, and uh, you're not, you know, God's not mocked. You know, you can't, you can't fake God out. And so you need to be honest with God and being honest with God, coming to God, we need to come to him in humility and brokenness for our sins and say, I'm a sinner and I need saving. And that happened in 1973 for me. And then for the next uh, four years that I was actually in that that church before I moved, um, it it was Sunday after Sunday after Sunday on this thought. I'm a sinner, and I need saved. I got that down, guys. I mean, I know Romans Road so well. You know, the, the four major points, actually there's five, uh, four scriptures out of Romans and one out of Revelations. It makes up what's called Romans Road, the path to salvation, that we're all sinners, and that the wages of our sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. And if you can believe and confess, you'll be saved. And then Revelations God says, the invitation is here. I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Open up. I'll come in. That's called Romans Road. I can give it to you in Spanish and in, in Italian. And I mean, I know Romans Road from those first four years in that Baptist church. But what I didn't hear was a message of what he had made me through that new birth. Okay? So when we understand we're sinners that need saved, if I ask you today, tell me who you are in, in, in the presence of God right now, and if you've been uh, born again, you're much more than a sinner. I mean, you might commit sin, but that doesn't, dis- that doesn't um, um, define who you are now. You are a son of God. You are in the family of God. You're the masterpiece of God, Ephesians 2 10. It says, for we are his workmanship. That word means, means masterpiece. Okay, it, it's a beautiful word in the Greek. We're much more, angels can't get over wh- who we are. Angels are amazed at what we have been made as the new creation. We are legit sons of God. Now you have the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and I'm not saying we're part of the Trinity, but I mean, we are one with Jesus, seated with Him. How close are we? We're as close as finite beings can be to the, to the eternal trinity, okay? We are truly grafted in, into Christ. We are, the Bible says, they that are joined to the Lord are one spirit. It's amazing to think like this, that God has made us this new creation. We should never, never submit to thoughts and feelings, that are less than the new creation. You should never think of yourself as less than. 
the more that you think about who He has really made you to be, kings and priests, His body, His bride, His sons, His daughters, decked out in the robe of righteousness, with Zoe life. That's a Greek word. Zoe means life, but it has the idea of that's the God life. Suke is another Greek word for life. It's natural life. But this Zoe, Z-O-E, this Greek word tells us that there's this abundant life that Jesus came to give us. That abundant life is inside me. When God looks at me, in a great measure, who does He see? He sees Jesus. Now that blows you away, because a lot of us have not been acting like Jesus. Too much. But we're on the path of righteousness. And what does it say? The path of righteousness that we're on is shining brighter and brighter as onto the noonday sun. And that means that we're learning more. We're growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going from faith to faith and grace to grace and, and glory to glory is what actually Second Corinthians three eighteen says we're being changed for by in amplified by one degree of glory to the next degree. And at the end of the process, we are going to be so incredibly glorious that so many of our thoughts that we now possess today will be gone. You won't think the way you think now. I mean, we were, I've told this story before, but, you know, we have my twin brother, one of his best friends, guys. He's a multi-cazillionaire. They found $400 million of oil under in his ranch in South Texas. And that's not even, that's not all his, his money. So, you know, we go to this big ranch when we go visit Mark. Mark says, let me take you out to, you know, uh, Bubba's ranch. And um, so we go out to Bubba's ranch, and he's a great guy. He's, he, you know, he's friendly, great guy. But you know what Bubba's got hanging up? And, and, and it, they've got buildings on the ranch from the Civil War structures. Wood, you know, like where all the workers, you know, would sleep and th- these different structures. And he, he's showing us all these cool things. And we go, well, what's that hanging up? It, it looked like, you know, the, the uh, Ku Klux Klan. You know, the the white robes that they would wear. He goes, yeah, that's my granddaddy's white robe that he used to wear. I, I said, is that Ku Klux? And he's, yeah. Well, how in the world can a, can a born-again brother honor that satanic work? How, how can that be? You know, there was a, a lady in our church, really turned out to be the church mother for many, many years. But, honey, we had to talk to her about Buddha in her house. She had so many... You trip over the Buddha statues. Buddha was everywhere in her house. I mean, you can can be a born-again Christian, but you can be positioned in your mind where you have certain things. We all need to grow out of darkness and into the light. Amen? We had a brother who took the name of the Lord in vain all the time. And he didn't know that was a cuss word. I mean, I guess we could think about our lives and what God brought us out of. 
But the Bible says he brought you out of, and for me it was incredible ignorance, into his presence, into his family. Deuteronomy 6.23, he brought you out of bondage to bring you in to the new covenant, into the new creation. This morning, let's acknowledge who we are. We're sons of God. And that means that we have to begin to act a certain way. We have to talk a certain way. We have to, we have to think a certain way. The carnal mind, what does the, the word carnal mean? It just means natural. You, if you're carnal, you don't have to be a bank robber, okay? Carnal means natural. But the Bible says that that carnal mind is an enemy against God. It's not subject to God and His Word, neither indeed can be. The carnal Adamic mind, God says, bury it. Okay? We're, we're, with that Adamic nature, you can't please God with. We have to walk in the heavenly man, the hidden man of the heart, the new creation man. Okay? I've talked about this repeatedly many, many times. And so when you take a look at John 1.12, But those who embraced him and took hold of his name, like in marriage, Amy took hold of my name, Store. She dropped her name, Plute, and got Store. What an upgrade. But we took his name, and now the name of Jesus is our name. Those who took hold of his name were given authority, the right, the privilege to become Children of God. Listen to the King James. I like this maybe the best of all the translations. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. That word is authority there. To become the sons of God. Everybody say, sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So Amy made mention of the fact that here, sons of God contain men and women. As the bride of Christ, it's men and women. So, you know, uh, ladies, be bold to declare you're a son of God. You're in that category. You're in that classification. Okay? But are we grasping the greatness of being made sons of God? Do we grasp this morning the great honor and privilege, the great right, authority, and power, the great responsibility we have been given as His bride, as His body in the earth, His ambassadors, and His army? As sons of God, both men and women, We are called to be His body and bride, His kings and His priests, serving alongside King Jesus, just as Eve with Adam. Do we see as as the new creation man the amazing place we have been created for? Now, the Bible says when you believe on Jesus, what happened? When you believe on Jesus, you, you are crucified with Christ. You die with Christ. You are buried with Christ. You are raised with Christ and you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places at the right hand of God the Father. I want to tell you, everything I just said tells you one thing, that whatever Jesus' history is, is now your history. Your history is attached to Jesus. Watch me in his book, The Normal Christian uh, Life, not the average, but what God says is normal. He, he, He talks about this oneness that we have. And he actually says, if you took a piece of paper and you put it in a book, 
He was probably thinking about hidden riches. You put this paper, which represents you, in this book that is Christ. Okay? And if you mail this book, he, he was in China when he said this, if you mail this book to America, the book goes to America, but what else goes to America? The paper goes to America too. The paper goes because the paper is inside the book. And so whatever is going on with Jesus now, what he did, his finished work is, is attached now to you and me. We have to think like this, that, that I am now in Christ and he's in me. This new creation that he's made me, son of God. I am a, a legitimate son of God. That, that whatever is going on with Jesus is going on with me. What he loves, now I love. What he's concerned about, I'm concerned about. You know why God, you know, I mean, he, he, makes, he, he makes this statement um, about Eve, about, about Adam being alone. And he says, it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, I'm going to make him a helpmate. And when he made Eve to be his helpmate, that word helpmate means a corresponding helper. means someone who is an equal but different. Now, this will blow you away. God, the Son, when, he, when, when Jesus came for, to the earth, he was coming to redeem planet earth. He wants everybody saved. He wants every Muslim saved, Hindu saved. He wants every nation saved. He loves every single person. You know, now we've, I think we've hit 8 billion. 8 billion people on planet Earth. Maybe we've had 105 to 110 billion people that have lived since Adam. And he wants every one of those souls to be born again, to be brought out of death, sin and death, and to be brought to him so he could give us the new birth and fill us with his Holy Spirit and have Zoe life, be set free from satanic life, which is spiritual death. And that's what everybody, when they're born, you and I were born in, in a condition called spiritual death. And spiritual death is really united to Satan, to the devil. And, and so when we got born again, we got taken out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. These are the truths today that every day, almost every day I think about these. Now, it's not because I'm a pastor that I'm thinking about my next sermon. I'm going to be preaching on sons, sonship, and so I've got to make sure I know these scriptures. No, this is, this, is, this is what is air for my lungs as a believer. What I'm thinking about meditating on and renewing my mind to is exactly the level of where I'm going to walk. If I'm not renewing my mind to these truths today, then when there's a trial that comes up or a testing of my faith or Satan himself or a demon being some tra- trip or trap of the enemy or trick of the enemy, it's going to nail me. But you know, one of the pieces of the armor in Ephesians 6 is that the helmet of salvation. And so what I'm talking to you this morning about are these truths. You have to remember that you are a son of God. You have authority. You have power. You have been married to that name. You can use that name in prayer. 
Angels marvel at us. You're more than you look. You're much more than you look. I hate it when I hear people say this. I mean, I hate this a lot because it's an excuse. It's just my personality. Will you tell me how that equates to the mind of Christ? So your personality definitely can hold back the mind of Christ. But if you'd submit your personality, and whether you're sanguine or a cleric or whatever those categories are, they came out recently two months ago with a new, a new big study on personality. There's, there's now three personality types. And um, I looked at them, and, and yeah, I can definitely see that in the natural person and that, that we can have our inclinations and dispositions that we're going to, you know, that's just the kind of family I was brought up in. And yeah, my personality in the natural is that. But you don't have the right to live your life according to your natural personality. This is not a being a son of God. You have been set free from this. Now, Art's not here today, so we can pick on him freely. Well, but Karen is, so I'm going to have to hold back a little bit. In, in all my life, I've never met somebody like Art. Okay? I wish you guys would have, would have been able to be in Mozambique, Rosa, when he went flying down that 200-foot cliff of sand. And then sand all over him, in his mouth, in his hair, jumps up screaming, you know, just. And then some of us are a little bit more meek. Some of us are are quiet. Some of us, you know, are thoughtful where we, you know, I've I've had you say, many of you say this, do not. Well, no, actually, this is what you said. I will kill you, pastor, if you get me up on the stage. And put me on the spot to speak. Now, how many of you said that to me? About half of you in here have said that to me. Yeah, come give your test. But God can set us free. He can set us free. We don't have to be bound by some natural way I was brought up. Glorify God. Get get your yourself free. You're no longer a slave to fear. Let love. I'll give you a little little tip. And I had to discover this because early on in my ministry, I was always trying not to fail and trying to, you know, I wanted to be a blessing, but that wasn't the the thing that was, was the thought in my mind. What if I mess up? What if I mess up? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, son, if you'll give the people your heart, your head will find its place. Give your heart. Move out of your heart of love. And then that Rolodex of thoughts in your mind will just, it'll just fall like that. Okay? New creation, men and women, sons of God. And so I, I went ahead and um, pulled out of the, the Bible a number of scriptures that tell us that what our position as sons of God are. And this is one hundredth of what could be here. This is just what the word called. Guys, we're called by his name. Does that mean something to you today? You're called to belong to Jesus Christ. 
called into His own kingdom and glory, called to obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, called to share His eternal glory, called to obtain the called to His own glory and excellence, called to receive the promise of eternal inheritance, called in an, into a heavenly inheritance, called to inherit a blessing, called to share in His own goodness, called out of darkness into His marvelous light, called in agreement with God's purpose, called into companionship and participation with His Son, Jesus Christ, called to be partners with His Son, Jesus Christ, called to live in freedom, called to enjoy liberty, called to enjoy peace, called to a life of consecration, called to be a saint designated for a consecrated life. You and I have been called to be chosen and faithful, called with a call for dedication. Now, that you know what that is? That's one word I looked up called. And there are just so many other things that God says today that has been, been given to us in the new creation and in this position of sonship. So many times, though, we act as mere men, as we talked about last week. And if I could, I'd like to read this morning E.W. Kenyon. And he, he, in the book, The New Creation Realities, he was writing, I think, chapter 20, on this sad display of the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 3, because they were a carnal bunch of believers. And Paul was having to correct their behavior and tell them and, and bring a rebuke to them and a correction and an instruction to who they really were. And so in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 4, we're only going to read uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 again. The Weymouth translation, it says, You are still unspiritual. For so long as jealousy and strife continue among you, can it be denied that you are unspiritual and living and acting like mere men of the world? The other translation I have here, your conduct is the conduct of mere men when you might have walked as sons of God. And so this is the, 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 the contrast. Paul says that everybody on earth that's not a Christian, they're mere men. But if you're a Christian, you're a son of God. Okay? You're not a mere man. You can't think about yourself with mere man limitations. So this is what he, Kenyon writes. Paul's, and he's quoting, he's thinking about what Paul just said. It is just as though Paul said, I wish I could speak to you as men who realized who they were, what they were, and what they could do. But I cannot because you are, not, because you are living in the sense realm of the five senses. You have no confidence in the great spiritual realities to which you are united. You are living just like babes. You don't seem to grasp the reality of your unity with deity. Paul cries, I fed you with milk, not with meat, for you were not yet able to bear it. And not even now are you able. What a pathetic confession. What a humiliating confession. When by reason of time, these believers ought to have taken advantage of what they were in Christ, but they haven't done it. They have been content to listen to the voices of men, to read the literature of men, but have ignored the literature of heaven, the voice of Him who raised Jesus from the dead. The next verse throws light on it. 
He said, For you are yet since ruled. For whereas the voice of him, <clears throat> you are since ruled. There, there is among you all the conduct of mere babes in Christ. And you are walking after the manner of men. Or as another puts it, your conduct is the conduct of mere men when you might walk as the sons of God. You might be masters instead of slaves. Every one of you could be a leader. Instead of that, you are being led. But not led by God. You are led by your sense knowledge. Consequently, your whole life is disfigured. You have lost the consciousness of being what you are. And when sickness comes, you are in a quandary. You don't know what to do. Your heart is filled with fear. You have never taken your place in Christ. You have never taken advantage of your rights and privileges in Christ. You have never asserted your rights as a son in the family. You have unconsciously relegated yourself to the place of a servant. You are depending upon other people. And when the problem of faith comes... You talk about your unbelief and your lack. You are a spiritual hitchhiker. You have the ability of God, but you do not use it. You have this living Word of God. You are eligible to take advantage of all the privileges that belong to the sons of God. And yet you are living as a mere man. You have forgotten what manner of man you are. Now this is true. What Kenyon wrote, A hundred years ago. I see it all throughout the church. You're not just a mere man or woman. You are a new creation where God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's Colossians 2.10 in the Amplified. But in you too dwells the fullness of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What are we doing limiting God? Well, our minds are not renewed. And if you don't have a renewed mind, forget about it. Uh, That wasn't a good... Forget about it. You're not going to to be successful as a son of God. You're going to stumble a lot. Because that's what Adam does. Adam stumbles every day. But we don't have to walk in Adam. We can walk in Christ, the heavenly man. And so... I want to go back to James one one twenty five. Well, we'll go one twenty one through twenty five in the Amplified. We have to grow out of thinking and acting like mere men, and we have to grow into the fullness of the new creation realities God has made us to be. James one twenty one through twenty five. It says, "So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome." The word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. Can we receive and welcome afresh the word of God right now? Let us receive right now. Whatever level of the word you are, you can go higher. You can go stronger. Let's just do that right now. Just say with me, Father, I humbly receive your word. I acknowledge the power of it. That's a living word indestructible and it's living in me save my soul my mind my will my emotions my memories I receive your word in Jesus name for it goes on to say 
that we are to receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in our hearts contains the power to save our souls. Verse 22, but be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. I want to tell you, all my mistakes have been because I disobeyed the word of God. At one point or another, I did not get into trouble because I, I mean, I, certainly you'll get in trouble with the world and the devil when you obey the word of God. But I'm talking about messing up. It's because I didn't obey the word of God. Okay, I either forgot the word, didn't know the word, or I disobeyed the word. Okay, And when I take a look at my life, my, my biggest problems were because I did not have the word of God elevated to the place where I honored it and obeyed it. I cho- either chose from the tree of knowledge good and evil, disobeyed the word of God, or I didn't know it to begin with. Okay, So it goes on to say, for anyone who listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes it and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like, what manner of man he was. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener but who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Blessed in his doing. I broke out four things I want, want you to see here. James says in this verse, if you look carefully into the word and you're faithful to that word and you persevere in continuing to look into it and then make sure that you're an active doer who obeys, the result is blessed in your doing. Okay, drop down, James 1.25, the, the net translation. But the one who peers into the perfect law of peers, I like that word, peers deeply into the perfect law of liberty and fixes his attention there and does not forget, not become a forgetful listener, but one who lives it out. He will be blessed in what he does. So would you agree with me right now? Um, make this your prayer. I'm going, to, I'm going to say this prayer. I want you to agree with it. You, you don't have to say it, but just agree with me. Father, today at the river, we make it our decision today to peer into and fix our gaze upon your word. And then we're going to live it out. We're going to live it out when we get pinched. We're going to live it out in our, in our finances. We're going to be givers and not afraid to give. Father, when, when we get offended, when, when my flesh gets offended... Heavenly Father, when, when all of us in this room today, when our flesh gets hurt, we're not going to be overcome by evil, but we're going to obey the word and overcome evil with good. We're going to live it out in the area of the love walk. Lord, we're going to be, we're going to be lovers. We're going to be givers and we're going to be lovers. And Lord, we're going to live it out in prayer. We're going to be men and women of prayer. Your house shall be called a house of prayer. So, Father, I thank you that we're living out all the, the aspects of the Word of God on what you tell us to do and how you tell us to live. Lord, we're going to be men and women of great faith. We're going to live it out. We're going to, we're going to pass through uh, the Jordan River in flood. We're going, to, we're going to go through the Red Sea by faith. Lord, we're going to live it out. How many of you want to live out the Word to the fullest? James 1.25, New Jerusalem. But anyone who looks steadily 
at the perfect law of freedom and keeps to it, not listening and forgetting, but putting it into practice. We'll be blessed in every undertaking. So I want blessed. How many of you like blessed better than cursed? We want to be blessed. So we're going to obey the word of God and we're going to, we're going to receive from it. Okay. Kenyon, the last paragraph here is supernatural sons of God. He says, we're not going to read Romans 8.14, but we drop down where he says that Romans 8.14 through 16, that is what the Father says we are as children of God. And if children, we are heirs of God and joint heirs. We are in his family, a part of the body of Christ. We are what the Spirit calls the new creation man. We have passed out of the realm of satanic relationship into the family of the Father God. Colossians 1.13 tells us that we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. If that is true, and it is true, then we are a new type, a new class of men. We should study the Word that we might know what the Father expects of us and what the world has a right to expect from us. We are a supernatural people. We have the ability of God, the wisdom of God. We have the mind of God in His Word. We should never forget what manner of man we are. No matter what the crisis may be, no matter what the testings may come to us, we do not forget what manner of men we are. You see, we belong to a new order. We belong to a new class of people that have a legal right to enter the Father's presence anytime, anywhere. Not only have we been given the right, but we have a standing invitation to come boldly to the throne of grace. We are the righteous men and women. We have been made the righteous We've been made righteous by the nature of the Father that was imparted to us when we became new creations. That righteousness of God makes us masters of every force outside of God. We're Christians, not sinners waiting on the rapture. We are sons of God. Stand on your feet. We are in that new class, that new order. Sons of God. That, that is what we are, sons of God. The honor to be called a son of God. The privilege to be called a son of God. The great Holy Spirit lives in us. And if we walk according to the Word, in faith, in love, with passion to, to glorify God, to glorify the Lord Jesus. Greatness is inside of us. There's nothing like us. We have a higher order than angels. One of the most well-known verses in the Bible in, Gen- in, in um, Psalms 8.5. What is man that you're mindful of him? The son of man that you visit him. And you know then what it says? You've made him a little lower, a little less than yourself. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you have been made a little less than God? That's who we are. 
we're going to judge angels, Corinthians says. Paul says, why are you taking your brother to court like this? Don't you know you're going to judge angels? Do we understand today the masterpiece of God? I think the universe is amazing. It's nothing. The universe is nothing compared to us. The universe was made for us. There is nothing like us. We are legit sons of God. He's made us. We've been born again. The very spiritual DNA that we have belongs to to Jesus. Just as surely as Eve came out of the side of Adam, so we have come out of his side, out of Jesus' side. The Holy Spirit has taken his finished work, the blood and water that flowed from his side. Spiritually speaking, he has taken, the Holy Spirit has taken that. And when you say, yes, I believe Jesus is my Savior, that incredible miracle happens. And you become something that the universe is in awe of. And so many times we're walking around depressed or discouraged or this or that or feeling lonely or feeling inadequate. In the natural, those are all feelings that mere men feel. I'm not saying a son of God never has to fight to get to that position. But once you get to that position, you have none of those mere man feelings. None. When you're walking in the fullness of the son of God mentality and you're thinking like what he has made you to be, sorrow and sadness flee away. Everlasting joy is on my head. Weakness flees. Strength comes. Fear leaves. Peace comes. Assurance comes. You get to walk with God in the cool of the day. You don't feel fear, insecurity, inferiority. You don't feel those things. You don't hide in the bushes as Adam and Eve did in their nakedness after the fall. You're clothed in Him. So you know what? What do you say we live it out? Live it out. Get out of the boat and walk on water. Do something that takes faith. Obey His Word. Something along those lines is what the world needs. The world does not need a church waiting for the rapture. The Lord needs a church who is raptured with Him right now. Caught up in, in that heavenly place. And you come back to this earth as His body. You've been seated with Him. Now you're ruling with Him on the earth. You're kings and priests. You're not mere men. And yes, there's going to be that moment when the archangel is going to blow that trumpet. In a blink of an eye, we're going to be caught up together with him. There is that rapture. But could we not be raptured now? Amy, could we not be raptured right now? Raptured. What does the word rapture mean? Caught up. Get up out of the mere man level. Get caught up to where you really are. Son of God. 